We are the dead guys. We are the dog guys. We don't give a shit about anybody. Kill your parents. Kill your parents. We are the dog guys. We're the fucking dog guys. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Door guys. This is Vinny. This is Sean. And today we have with us a very special guest, our comic. We are the... Oops. <laughs> <laughs> the the, re, the revamp. <laughs> we have a very special guest, Gabe Beale, and a longtime friend uh, who happened to be in town this week and I didn't know, so he graced us to be on the podcast today, Mr. Ursel Ivanhoe. Hello, Welcome, hello, guys. Hello, hello. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What Glad up? to have you. And for those uh, listening at home may notice that uh, I did the intro and uh, Davis is not here. And uh, that's because Davis, uh, he had to leave today uh, during the show. He claimed something about his wife. Uh, He posted that in the group chat. But uh, Andres reached out to me and told me that apparently Davis was lying and that his AIDS is flaring up again. So, yeah. The old AIDS flare up. Apparently it does that, I guess. I I don't know. Ruins every podcast recording. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, AIDS. (laughs) We'll we'll see what happens. (laughs) But welcome, Gabe. And... uh, I'm glad to have you here. We, uh, I met you. You were here what, about two months ago. Yeah, back in March. March, okay. Yeah, sometimes March. Yeah, came through with Josh Blue, That's and right. uh, I actually came to that show, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's fucking hilarious." <laughs> and <laughs> Thank then, you. Appreciate and then, it. and Davis said the same thing. All, the whole staff he was like, "Oh, this guy's great," and all weekend. And then uh, we we had a falling out this weekend of who was going to be here and then saw that. And then I saw that you was, your name was posted. I was like, I know that dude. And then, uh, I Googled you and then your picture came. I was like, Oh fuck Gabe. And so then I immediately text Kylie. I said to Davis, I was like, Hey, the guy that came with Josh blue is coming. Do should we get him on a podcast? And he was like, fuck yeah, we should. <laughs> so Kylie sent me your number and then here we are. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to see you guys. It's, uh, I love Omaha. This is a, Great place, great place to be. So was was last time your first time in Omaha? That's right, yeah. So Josh brought me here. He called me and said, do you want to come here a feature for me in Omaha? Because I follow Josh on his Instagram and Facebook. So mm-hmm. he's, yeah, I'll take you to Omaha. I, I used to live in Iowa. So I know a lot of people from Iowa, they moved to Omaha. It was just like a homecoming for me. Right. Iowa, Omaha, Nebraska, very same Midwest, thing. same thing, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and speaking of uh, homecomings, uh, Ursel, you know, you were here when I started, you know, forever ago, yeah. and, and then you came here, and then you left, and yeah. uh, now you're back in town for a while. Where Are you back back? Are you just back for the weekend, or how'd you end up back here? <laughs> um, I'm back for... First of all, I can't front. This is crazy sitting here on this stage, yo. Like this room, <laughs> I can't lie. This room, this room is so special to me. Like I'm not even lie. Like this is this is like this room. Like getting up on stage, it was one like low. I literally fought tears. Yeah. Like this this is my like this is my home. I like there's like so many different. I, that's where I sat the first time I saw Greg Morton. I remember Colleen. I remember I came to open mics. First open mic I came here for a first time or killed it. Great, made a great impression. Colleen was like, "You're yep. funny. Keep writing. Come back." Yep. And then for the next year, I ate it every time on stage. I bombed. I could not. <laughs> I, I, I would get to the side of that stage, and something would happen. Where like, like, because this is the real deal. I'm like, this is the stage that every one of my heroes has been on. 
from the old club back on Dodge to out here, it's like, like, and so it, it, like, it would get in my head every time I'd come here. And then something happened where I was just like, yo, Co- like, like the, like, like the, the Colleen is giving me a green light to come up here and be me. Right. And so yes. one, one day it just kind of clicked. And from that moment on, she gave me a guest set with, uh, oh, who was it? One night I came up here with this girl and, and Colleen knew I was on a date. <laughs> no, 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 this is a true story. This is how dope Colleen is. She'll throw you an alley oop because she understands she understands life. Oh yeah. And I came in with this chick I was trying to impress, and she's like, Urs, you want a guest set? And she said it like in front of this gal. And I'm just like, Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and here's the thing about the girl was just like, Oh, word. We walk into clubs and you get on stage. <laughs> she threw me the greatest alley oop, and from that guest set moving forward, this room completely changed for me. So it's like coming back to this space, yo. It was like, yo, like hearing my name on the intercom of my club. Like this will always be my club. Yeah. I can't even like not to not to make a big deal, but like I'm just I'm tripping that I'm on this stage right now in this stage of my life. It couldn't be more perfect timing. So yeah, I'm back. That's must, awesome. Must have been yeah. a good date that day. Bro, yeah. No, no, she dissed, <laughs> bro, she dissed the hell out of me. <laughs> she, she dissed, bro. She married some scrub. They have a oh, bunch of no. they have three ugly kids. I'm like, <laughs> kids are beautiful, but Charles aren't cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it was like, but real talk, yeah, it, 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 yeah. it was like it was it was an impressive moment, but by, by, by the time we got back to Lincoln, she was like, let me just change my number. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was terrible, but yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is home. This is home. Comedy show is where you want to take the first date. Then you don't have to do any work. Yeah. Yeah. You just sit back there. She has a good time. Yeah. She's laughing. Somewhere else doing the work. Yeah. But you brought her here. Yeah. You said, well, and the great thing is you can tell, I mean, especially if it's a first date, if she's laughing at the same stuff you're laughing, right. then yeah. you're in. But if she's not laughing at yeah. the shit you're laughing, then you probably need to tell her to leave. Yeah. Or vice versa. You know, if she's laughing at shit you don't think is funny, you'd be like, all right, I'm... I'm not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, these places are very, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where it's like, unlike a movie, right. there's actual engagement. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, like, like you can talk to a screen all day long, but the, the, the movie's not going to change. But up here, this is atmosphere. Yes. Right. And it's like, you're right, bro. Like, like we get that awesome opportunity to create space for people we'll probably never see again. When you think about it, that's true. Like, like yes. somebody went home tonight and got and, and sealed the deal. Yeah, because of you. You did because of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, babe, wasn't that so funny when he and yeah. you get those you get those moments right. and it's like that like 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 the comedy club is a it's a, it's such a sacred place. That's right. Yeah, so sacred. <laughs> I was I was, I didn't uh, I didn't work tonight. How was the crowd? Were they good? They were fun. Yeah, it was a good crowd. Yeah. Friday nights have been, you know, I mean, historically Friday nights are a little odd, especially those Friday late shows. Friday late. Oh. Uh, but, you know, fortunately for us, and I, I don't I think I mentioned it to, we had Willie Farrell on, that, yeah. you know, we haven't, haven't been doing Friday late shows, which, you know, is unfortunate for the club because we're not getting the money, but it was great for the podcast because now we get a, you know, the headliners are sticking yeah. around and we get to record with them and, uh, you know, and you get the added bonus on not having to deal with that late Friday crowd. Yeah. That's right. Friday late. It was a good show, man. It was a good crowd. Everybody just they had a good time. Yeah. Good. And so I think that's all that matters. Yeah, for sure. You know, they paid to come here and see you, and that's what matters. You give it to them. They deserve it, you know? That's so, true. Gabe, that's you said so you're true. from, uh, you, you, were, you were in Iowa. 
And you, uh, but you, you talk about it in your act about how you <laughs> clearly you're not you not born in Iowa. He's born in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, look him up or uh, go to YouTube, and you will say that's not an Iowa boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really yeah. funny open joke because you set it up perfectly well. Because everybody they see me on the stage, I'm like, okay, it's something just off. Yeah. Like, okay, we just wonder what this guy's going to talk about. And then I tell them from Iowa. They're like, no, you're not. From <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not from Iowa. I'm not from Iowa. <laughs> but no, so Ain't I was no born in Ethiopia, and I moved to Kenya when I was 13 years old. Okay. And then I moved from Kenya to Des Moines, Iowa. So I finished high school and college in Iowa. So right after college, I'm like, this is too cold. I got to go. <laughs> so I went from a really cold place to a really hot place. <laughs> the polar opposite. Where are you at now? In I'm LA? in Phoenix, Arizona now. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's too hot over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back in Omaha. I like it here. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful today. You got yeah. good weather this weekend. Until January, like, no, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> it's already in the hundreds now, right? Yeah, oh, it's in like uh, the low nineties. The thing about uh, it, Phoenix, uh, when it's hundred degrees or less, it feels good. Yeah, it just when it's hundred and ten and twenty, then you just you just feel like oven. Yeah, it's so hot. You just I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about Phoenix is two hours away from cool places. So you can drive two hours away from Flagstaff. Yeah. Okay. Flagstaff's nice and cool. It's Sedona. More like here. Sedona. Yes. Yeah, beautiful place. It's just the Phoenix Valley area that is so hot. And then you go down south toward Mexico, it gets really hot. So, but I like Phoenix. It, you can deal with uh, the heat for a few months. The rest of the year is really nice. Do they have a good comedy scene out there in, in comedy Phoenix? Comedy scene is, is growing. Really? Yeah, it's catching up to L.A. Really? Yeah, so since, you know, pandemic came along, kind of screwed things up a little bit. Sure. But right now, it's getting back to what it used to be. And the people came up with new ideas. Now we have multi, a lot of comedy clubs in Phoenix. So we get a lot of L.A. people coming down to Phoenix to do shows because L.A. is, you know, congested mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to go to la to do sh- comedy shows so it's really really hard to get into a really good show so they come down to phoenix and then we connect with them so like for example i'll be in la in september at the laugh factory and then i'll go back again and do um do a comedy store so but it's the proximity to la what makes it easier you can't live in la it's too expensive right but it's only an hour flight from phoenix Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, or you can drive four or five hours to get there. So the comedy scene in Phoenix is the perfect place you want to be. Hmm. And so how far away from Phoenix is like, uh, how far away is Vegas from there? Vegas is about four hours flight. I mean, drive, but it's like four to five minutes in an hour flight. Okay. So I used to drive, I used to fly to Vegas in the morning, do gambling, go eat some food, and then fly back at night. It's only like four to five minutes. (laughs) 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 I do like one day trip. (laughs) Back when it was it used to be cheap. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. back when the flights weren't uh, what they are like now. Forty-five dollars <laughs> on trip. Right now, you can't do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, were, we were talking uh, before we started recording that uh, it was you met Josh Blue out in in Tempe, was it? Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, he was performing at the Tempe Improv. I was back. Uh, I think it was November of last year. Oh and really? I like, yeah, I like Josh. I I've been following Josh for a long. Really long time. I got into comedy by default. I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> Tell <laughs> well, you're that really story. Yeah. <laughs> you're really good at it. I mean, <laughs> right. you yeah. Know. Yeah, I don't remember my first good. my first set on stage because it was it was by default. I didn't plan to do it. 
But then, you know, God give you different skills. Come on. And you find out that, you, yeah. hey, you can do this. Yeah. I realized I like comedy. I like to laugh. I like to watch comedy. But I never thought I would do it myself. Right. So my first set, doing, doing my first set, I'm like, this is fun. Yeah, yeah I like this. <laughs> this is wonderful. Yeah. So I met Josh because I wanted to see him. A bunch of my friends, they wanted to see Josh. And um, so we just kicked him ball by the patio outside. And I told him, Josh, like a soccer ball like he does here. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but Josh is African. He was born in Cameroon. Really? No yeah. Kidding. Josh was born in Cameroon. I, I, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, he's African. He grew up there until <laughs> he was like a teenager, like a fourteen, I guess. Really? Yeah. That's his mom nice. and dad are missionaries in Africa, so ah. he was born in Cameroon. Ah. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. we go. That's part of the reason he likes soccer because yep, that makes sense. that's what he you started learning right away. Right. So that's what, how we started talking. And he recognized that I'm from Africa. So mm-hmm. we started talking. I was like, yeah, I was born in Africa, too. I'm like, yeah, my brother, how you doing? <laughs> 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 and then I told him I'm a comedian. And he was like, "You maybe I can give you a guest spot. Mm. And then I asked him, can I do all weekend? He was like, well, no, let, let's see if you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him say that. Let's do five <laughs> minutes first and then see if you're funny. Yeah, yeah. So I went up and did a strong five minutes. And he was like, come back tomorrow. Let's do all weekend. So I did that. We exchanged numbers, and then I follow him on Instagram, Facebook. I saw that he was coming to Omaha, mm. so I texted him, like, "Dude, I I used to live right by Omaha. I know a lot of people in Omaha. Can I come uh, open for you?" And then he said, "He gave my number to his manager. I think his name is Mike." So Mike texted me, and it was like, "I'm Josh's manager, and uh, Josh wanted you to come and you know future for him at the Funny Bone in Omaha." I'm like, "Perfect. Let's go." So that was my first time here at the mm-hmm. Funny Bone Home Arts. And ever since, it was all the staff, you know, Colin, wonderful, uh, Daisy, wonderful, you know, the Mike guy, everybody, just nice people. Yeah. And the Midwest people. Oh, you yeah. expect that, yeah. Well, and, and you know, you, you grew up in the Midwest, so you, right. you know how to, I mean, you know, act like, you know, act, uh, for some better lack of words, act Midwest. So, you know, it's that, that vibe, that mentality that, you know, and you just fit right in. That's right, yeah, yeah. I love it here. <laughs> I just can't live here. <laughs> <laughs> how does that how does that Midwest mentality go out in, in Arizona? Um Arizona is a mix of people from all over the place. Gotcha. So I've a, never been there's a high turnover. So people go to Phoenix or Arizona for like two years. Experience <laughs> it and then they move away. So there's a lot of implants from somewhere else. Right now, because we have we have a bunch of bars that are Iowa bars. Okay. So when there's Iowa football game. You just go to Iowa bar. Oh, really? And then sometimes you run to someone that you used to see on campus. I'm like, hey, dude, I haven't seen you in 10 years. How you doing? <laughs> 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 Same thing with Nebraska. They have a Nebraska bar, too. Huh. So many people from Midwest moved to, you know, down south to Phoenix area just to stay away from the cold. Right. You have money, snowbirds, you can yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. The snowbirds like to. Right. Florida and, and Arizona is where they'll and go. And you can tell the difference between, you know, somebody from the Midwest and somebody from New York. <laughs> There's a lot of people from New York that moved to Arizona also. So you can tell the vibes. Like This person is extra nice. She must be from the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. And then people that don't give a crap <laughs> from, <laughs> <laughs> from New York City. They don't care. You can die on the street. They're not going to even... <laughs> <laughs> so they walk right over you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to New York City. I've seen it. They yeah. they don't care. No. It's just way too many people there. Uh-huh. Well, they're, they're also busy. They ain't got time for anything but themselves. They got to go. Keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. 
or so when you left here, where did you go? Did uh, you went someplace warm too, didn't you? Um, I went to North Carolina. Okay, yeah, that's warmer than I here. went to North Carolina. Um, <laughs> remember, remember the big writers' strike? Yeah, there was this writers' strike for like eighteen months. TV started sucking, and so a lot of like, like that's when YouTube. That was a spark that that turned YouTube to what it is. It it it, it, it created new opportunities for like for like no famous person to create content and get an audience, right? Right. So you had all these like independent like music labels wanting to get into the TV game. So there was this record label, this group I followed. I won't say their names, but their little brother and they, (laughs) and the name of the, uh, the the label, they were like, we're gonna, we want to start doing TV. Right. And they were out here for some show. I gave them one of my demos. They're like, yo, come write for us. Nice. So when I left Omaha, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go help launch this, this, this 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 thing. television thing yeah, where yeah. like I, like I don't know what it is but they want to make visuals I'm gonna be one of their writers and creators they want to okay. do comedy I get out of North Carolina I'm like hey guys I'm here and they are like oh. <laughs> that line and I'm just like what oh. <laughs> like and, and I remember I, I like it was a big deal it was right. a huge deal for me oh yeah literally I was out there for 15 minutes they're like no. Hey, we're changing. No, n- nothing. Just we'll call you back. And and I called them like email. Like it was one of those things. I'm, I'm out here for these guys. Yeah, that's why you picked up and moved, <laughs> dude. Nothing, nothing came. I remember, and it, and it's just like the North Carolina comedy scene. Maranzio Vance, shout out to Maran. Today's his birthday. Maranzio Vance, Friday the Thirteenth. Shout out to Maranzio. Cool. Happy birthday, man. Um, yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, that's my guy. Like, so he's a he's a North Carolina comedian, and we and this is back on Facebook. We were Facebook friends, and I was like, Maranzio, I'm moving to North Carolina. Where should I go? You know, get on stage. And he was like, Don't move to North Carolina. He's like, What are you? He's like, he's like, what, are you what are you thinking? Like, he's like, There's nothing there. Why are you going? Like, why would you go there? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? You know, went out there and my comedy career kind of stopped. But Jamie Getchman, yeah, yeah, he was running Virginia Beach. Okay, so like Colleen was like, "Yo, Jamie, Urs is is four hours away." Yeah, so Jamie actually gave me some key shows that kind of kept me in the game. Um, and then I moved out to Phoenix. Oh, okay, I didn't got know to that. Phoenix, bro. This is oh, like yeah, you eleven and a Glendale. half years ago. I was in Glendale. That's right. Okay. And like, yeah, Phoenix is crazy. Like Phoenix. It's the fifth largest metro, so oh, it's really? huge. It's, yeah, it's huge, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's it's like they have this ordinance where you can only build so high, right? So it's super spread out. Huh. So it's one of those things where like where <laughs> where Ted is sitting is another city, and they treat it that way. So even if there's a comedy club across the street, if if this is Peoria and that's Glendale, Glendale ain't coming. Yeah. So you can treat every little city as a different scene. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like crazy. So like, yeah, so, so like to build your like. You can come up quick in Phoenix if you're strategic because yes. every city's a new audience. And you might be seven minutes away. So, like, I was in Phoenix for, like, a year and had a blast. And then my best friend planted a church. And he was like, yo, come out to Cali. I'm planning this church. I want you to be on my team. And I'm like, bro, we can't make money at church unless we're, <laughs> unless we're lying. And I, and I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie about Jesus. He, he, he lied on me. I'm gonna, like, I don't. He was like, bro, come out. And I came out. And literally, I get, to, I get to Cali, I get an hour from L.A., and my comedy career stops. I literally stopped. Um, one day, they handed me a camera. They're like, hey, will you start making videos for us? Started making videos, like church announcement stuff. Yeah, yeah. Coming, you know, basically coming to the stage type stuff, right? Right, right. Um, and kind of fell into doing, like, fell into the film industry. 
So it's like it's like the com- the comedy for me. Like, and, and I and I would get to I would get to do comedy in like the videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as like on stage, it came to a halting like, and and here's the truth: I don't. For the longest time, I felt guilty because I wasn't doing what I know I'm called to be doing. Right. Yes. Even okay. though it was filtering out, I'm like, nah, like, nah. I'm su- I'm supposed to be in front of people. Right. I know that shit. Like, I know I'm on, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm supposed to be in front of folk. But it's like for many, many years, I knew I wasn't ready. Like when I was when I was doing stand up back here, I was doing stand up for the stupidest stuff. Women, how, how how much sex can I possibly get? And who's going to buy me alcohol? I had, <laughs> I, I, I had no purpose, no intention. Like, we'll talk. It I was, mean, hey, it, that's... Full, full transparency. My, my, it, it was like, oh, I, I can get laid? Well, what do I need to worry about anything else for, right? <laughs> and it was like, my and guy's like, bro, I gave you something to say, and you trying to, you trying to get... You, this is what you're using like, it I didn't for? give you that like, gift like, to get yeah, pussy. Bro, like, yeah, real talk. Like, this is not what I called you to do. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like God was like, I'm going to sideline your ass until you're ready to be out and about. And, and, and be on your call. Um, and so it's, 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 like, it's crazy, like, because last week Nick Allen had this show in Silver Creek. He's like, you want to come watch? I'm like, of course. It's 10 minutes away. Yeah. I get there. He's like, you're going to host, right? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're going to host this show. It's, you're, it's just me, you, and John Thom. John, John Tom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. And I oh got back God, on stage, John bro. Tom. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. That John dude's Tom. hilarious. That dude, <laughs> I, that dude is funny. <laughs> but it, but but, but, it, but it, it was one of those things where it's like crap. Like what do I say? And they're like, dude, just go up there and have fun. And, it's, and, and I'll be honest, this is the first time in my life where now I'm standing on the side of the stage, like yo, let's just go have fun tonight. Like yeah. who, like who cares? Right. Let's have fun. Like like let's create fun for these people. And it's like there's been a complete peace of mind. Like yo, like this is this is where I'm supposed to be. Like right. like comedy wise. But I can't. For I was depressed for years. I was so sad. Like I just. <laughs> Everything so is all about timing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So when you you realize maybe at the time that was not yeah. the stage time. Yeah. But you have the skills. Yeah. For stand up to be in front of people that yeah. didn't go away. You're you still there. You, are. you just take the time off from it. Yeah. You come right back. You picked it up where it was. Yeah. Boom. Right on stage fun. again. Yeah. It was nerve wracking because it's like. Even though you make these decisions, you still got to put the work in to commit to what it looks like in real time. Right. So, like, I'm telling myself, like, yo, like, I don't need approval from laughter. I believe in this. This is all that matters. But, like, even in the moment, you're just like, well, crap. Do I, I, do I want to stay committed to this? Because they ain't laughing. You know what I'm <laughs> this is scary. This is scary. But it's almost like, nah, like, trust, trust what's in your heart. Because yeah. can't none of us, like, you can, you can never, I can never take out what's in your heart. Ever. Right. Yeah. No matter how hard I try, that's your heart, bro. It's, it's so it's like like realizing like, yo, let me just let me just stick to this. Yeah. And and tonight was fun. It was like because there were a couple moments where I was like, yep, this feels like it's dipping, <laughs> but it's almost like nah, like you're not here for that moment. You're here for the full set. Yeah, right. And that dip is a part of the process. Learn from it and keep it moving. So it was like tonight was like it was a great. And it was interesting. This guy gets on stage, <laughs> and it's just like it was like he was just he it was he was like. Completely himself. Yeah. There wasn't like this switch of now I'm in comedian mode. Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe was Gabe. Gabe Gabe is Gabe Gabe up there. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, okay, like, 
let me just pay it. Like, my thing is, like, it's hard for me to watch comedians and not get jealous of the joke. <laughs> Why did you write that? <laughs> so I'm trying to fan out, but I'm also like, let me watch this guy's posture. Because I think posture and context are key for comedy. That's right. Yep. yep. And so it's like, as long as we understand our context, I don't have to paint every detail because you get where I'm coming from. I watched how you laid your jokes. I'm like, this guy's brilliant. This guy is literally... In a few, in a matter of a few moments and a few words, has set up context so everybody's with him. Right. He didn't have to explain one of his jokes. No. And I'm like, when I watch a comedian, if you don't have to explain, I'm like, you've set the tone, like you set your audience up for a good show. And I'm like, I'm sitting there just like, let me take notes. <laughs> don't do that. Say that. Brilliant stuff, bro. Real Appreciate talk. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. This thing. Let me tell you the first time I do comedy. Okay. So when I was in pharmacy school. It was, pharmacy school was not easy. It was a really, really tough program. Oh, yeah. I may have like two, three hours sleep a night. And then at the time, I was a TA for organic chemistry. I was teaching organic chemistry lab. And at the same time, I was going to pharmacy school. Jesus. And then I didn't have enough time to sleep. Mm. So huh. right after my pharmacy school class, I have to go across the river. University of Iowa is a big campus. Yeah, it is. I had to go across the campus, go to undergrad chemistry building, teach organic chemistry lab. Sometimes it takes four hours to do the lab. Damn. I'm going to be, I'm done at like seven o'clock at night. And I have maybe an hour to uh, go to dinner and then go to the library. I'm in the library until two, three o'clock in the morning. Then I do the same thing tomorrow. So what How the hell did you do that? Lots yeah. of <laughs> coffee and five hour energy drinks and what Red got, Bull? What got me going was comedy. Really? So oh. I, would, I would just watch a comic view. Mm. I took a couple of minutes, you know, maybe a 30 minute nap. I watched Simpsons. I watched The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons are great. Who doesn't love yeah, The Simpsons? Yeah, I The Simpsons for a little bit and then watch Comic View for like 30 minutes. And then I get my books, go to the library. So comedy was the one that kept me going. So I'm like, huh. I love this. You know, because it clears your brain. You're not thinking about, you know, work. Just watch the show, have a good time, laugh for 30 minutes, and then go do some work. So in 2012, I was working from home, right? And I got bored at home just. Doing nothing. I'm always home. Right. So every Monday, we would go to this Irish bar downtown Phoenix to watch Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. After the Monday Night Football, they do open mic. Mm. Right? Oh. So it became a routine. Every Monday, we just go to that place, watch, watch football, and then stay there and watch the uh, open mic. So one day, somebody didn't show up. This guy named Justin Phillip, and he was the host. And he was like, hey, we got five minutes set. Somebody didn't show up. Anybody want to get up on stage and do five minutes? I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk, dude. I don't remember anything. <laughs> so I went on stage. Yep. I did five minutes. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything I talked about. <laughs> it was fun. Everybody started laughing. It must have been a great set. Yes. They were like, hey, we do this every Monday. You want to come back every mm. Monday? Like, sure. Yeah. If you know me as a person, I'm not a very talkative person. I'm always quiet. Mm hmm. But you put me on the stage, people start thinking, I don't believe this. I don't believe Gaby's doing this. <laughs> so I started promoting on Facebook, and I am doing comedy here. And the people are like, no, I'm going to make sure. This is a joke. This is a joke. Gaby's yeah. not doing stand-up. The Gabe from class? Yeah. No, that's not him. <laughs> this, this is not real. So as people started coming to my shows. And then I met all the comedians. And said, hey, we put you on your show. You know? Then next thing you know, I'm traveling. Mm. I'm doing this. So I'm like right here. Working with Josh Blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking earlier about how, right. it, like you said, you said it yourself. It's all about that timing, being in the yeah. right place at the right, the right time, time. Yeah. you know, get, getting the right soccer ball kicked to you. Right. It's, yeah. it's all, that's it. you know, 
it, and then you're talking about you quit comedy for a little bit. This it was the right time. Yeah, you know, God called you to do other things. Yeah, but then you were like, hey, you're gonna come back full slip now. Yes, you're gonna come back right in there. Yeah. And it's all I keep telling young comedians. It's all about your stage presence. Yeah. You know, the joke that I, I don't write jokes anymore. I don't write my jokes. So I did 40 minutes, 45 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't write any of my jokes before I got on the stage. Really? I didn't. I just look at the crowd. I saw you do your first set. I was sitting back there and I saw the other guy doing the first. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm like thinking okay, they like this joke. They may like this joke. So I just pick and choose based on who's in the audience. Mm-hmm. And it's how you talk about yourself. People can relate to you. Yeah. The people love to listen to your life stories. Oh, yeah. You know? well, I mean, especially you. I mean, a guy from Africa who went to pharmacy school in Iowa, University of Iowa, and, you know, now is here doing comedy. It's like, that's <laughs> like, what? I, I have to know more. It's an odd There's combination. There's so many gaps. Right? Yes, there's like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Monday to Friday, I'm doing, I'm giving people drugs. I'm <laughs> a drug dealer. Making yeah, sure yeah. you don't die. <laughs> and then you put me on the stage. It's like the polar opposite. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I love it. I enjoy it, man. And so you do? Do you still do pharmacy stuff? Yeah, full time. So, so yeah. So that Monday to Friday, that is. Yep, it's real. Like so mo- uh, Wednesday when Colleen called me, mm-hmm. I was at work. I was working. I keep my phone in front of me. Right. And I saw Colleen home on the phone. Like, oh yeah, you gotta answer that. I don't answer any calls. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I saw Colleen calling me. I'm like, I have to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever the phone rings and it's Colleen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you answer it. <laughs> yeah. And then she told me, hey, you know, if you had a fallout, do you want to come fill up for the weekend? Definitely. You can't say no to that. No. Yeah. yeah I mean, because yeah. you were here in March and now you're back headlining, you know, and yeah. early, which. You know, to get that call from Colleen, that means, you know, y- you made an impression on her. And yeah. she, cause, you know, because she remembers everyone's name and their right. face and their set, and yeah. especially if she doesn't like them. I mean, there's been people that have come out here, and I don't remember somebody, I don't, I don't think it was, it wasn't Josh, but there was somebody in Denver that had, had a comic or recommended a comic call it, come out here, and, and uh, they were all right, but Colleen, you know, didn't care for them. And so then, she called him up and she was like, so this is what passes for comedy in Denver. It's <laughs> 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 was like, and then there's the person was like, Oh, okay. It, I guess. it means a lot to me, man. It means a lot. So I know I appreciate what Colleen did. And then Josh actually the one that opened the door for me. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't because of Josh. I wouldn't be here, you know? That's great. So yeah. I texted him today. I told him, Hey dude, thank you so much for everything, man. <laughs> you introduced me to uh funny bone Homer. You know, and now I'm, I'm back here doing headlining. It was like, dude, congrats. That's awesome. And then, you know, once you get, you know, in here and then if Colleen starts spreading out the word and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it only opens more doors. I mean, Colleen, you know, opens doors. I mean, crazy yeah. doors. I mean, you know, Ursel can right. attest to it. You know, she, I mean, you know, we, he told her earlier about how she opened that door. Hey, come do this set and impress this girl. Right. Yeah. You know, Colleen knows people. And when Colleen recommend someone yeah. to like a Des Moines or, 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 you know, even to, to Mitch and, right. and the, and Dave Stroop that books most of the clubs, you know, when she says, Hey, look at this guy, then they don't take it with lightly. They're like, yeah. Oh, if Colleen's, a, you know, suggesting them, then yeah, yeah this is, she, she's been in business for a long time. She knows ins and out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She, she started at the old club back in 1988. Right. That's a long time. Yeah. 
I was running around naked in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I was running around naked in Nashville. So. <laughs> I mean, nothing of mine was hitting the ground though. Besides my feet. Besides my feet. Besides That's nothing real. Besides, uh, mine is mine is watered down. When you said watered down, I was like, this guy is a genius. Because I look at it like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you function like the movies? But no, it's like, oh my gosh, that was so hilarious. It's so not watered down. I was like, this guy. But when you when you travel, man, you meet different people, you know. Like when I was here back in March, I met Jason. Jason Reagan. You guys know yeah. Jason. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Yep. We've had him he's yeah. been on here several times. He's a good guy. Jason is a really nice dude. And he introduced me to somebody in Missouri. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy named Sean. Oh Sean O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. We love book, Sean. He books shows over in Missouri. So right now I'm communicating with Sean and it's because I met Jason here. Yeah. So like you said, it's the right time, the right place. So I might be going to Missouri doing a couple shows. That's awesome. Down there, you know. Then next thing you know, I'm all over the place. I've been telling Thunderbone in Des Moines, like, people, you got to book me in Des Moines. <laughs> this is my hometown. Yeah. 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 I will sell this out. If you really go easy. to Des Moines, yeah, they'll. they'll yeah. It's a homecoming. People I get all my you. high school friends, my college yeah. friends, my family, everybody. In. I can sell this room out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you don't have to make me the hairliner. Just. Give me a little bit spot. Yeah. Then you Give me a feature and then yeah. see how many people I can see draw. How, how things go from there. Well, because I think even when you were here in March, there were people here that, that you knew, right? They, they drove from Minnesota. They drove from Iowa. Wow. Yeah, That's people dope. drove like That's three dope. hours just to come because they find out I'm coming here. Yeah. With, with George Bullock, right? But they drove back the same day, like three hours drive. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we don't let Sean on the board. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what thanks, is, what Davis. Is, what does the green one do? If someone wants to see what, push the green one. The green, I want to hear the green one. Am I colorblind? No. Yep, there we go. Hey, hey. <laughs> the money <laughs> shot. The, the right timing. The you picked money, the right the one. Money, the money. He knew that was the laughter one. That's right. It's green. It's, that's the thing that pays. Money. Oh, yeah. Laughter. <laughs> so you're both from Arizona. I mean, you know, Omaha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I grew up in in Springfield, which is just a little bit south, a small town. Okay. But uh, yeah, from Omaha, been here the whole time. Nice, Sean. Uh, you're from here, but you you moved away with the with the yeah Air Force. I, I was in the Air Force from uh, ninety three to ninety seven. W- were you flying and stuff? Were you in the planes? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely. Matt, was you nah. Maverick or was you Goose? No. <laughs> no, he kept his ass on the ground. I was Hollywood, dog. I was Hollywood. <laughs> I was Iceman. You. <laughs> that new one's coming out. I saw the trailer. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. It, it didn't. Yeah. It did not do that for me at all. I was no. just like, oh, he's in a plane. Yeah. It's, it's Tom Cruise with a bunch of pretty people I've never heard of. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, there was not one ugly person in there. I'm like, Low key, Top Gun had a group of ugly dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a group of regular well, men. Back in the, the what, the nineties? Yeah. No, it yeah. was. It seemed. It seemed believable. Yeah. This new one, they were all models. I was like, "There's no way they're that and smart." And a bunch of models full on the <laughs> Models are not that smart. There's no way they're. No, <laughs> I don't believe this now. Like, it did not. I can't lie. It did not. It didn't. Yeah. I, I may have to wait till that one comes out on stream. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, it, if it hits HBO Max, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I waited for Batman, and I'll be honest, I'm an idiot. I thought that new Batman. I still haven't seen it. I've heard yeah, it. I haven't that, seen that, that either. That movie is absolutely incredible. 
Yeah. When I saw the lead actor, the dude from the um, the what was the wolf? The, um, oh, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. I immediately was like, ah, <laughs> that guy's he's terrible. Because you're gonna Gazoon make type, it over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, I'm allergic to this conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to what you're saying. <laughs> he's like, but no, nah, I, 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 it's on HBO Max now, and it's like three hours, and I can't lie, that movie, it's, it's like the story. My buddy was saying this is like like Batman the character. Everyone has their favorite, but it's like you like like Christian Bale. I was like, there'll never right. be a better Christian Bale. He was the best one. Right. There's always a better story. There's always a better writer. That's There's true. always an improvement. And yep. it's like I can't. When I watched that joint last week, I was like, holy cow, this movie. Is that the camera? Go watch the Batman. Yeah, that's right. Here, let me flip it to. There you go. Go watch the Batman. <laughs> we are so weird, Ted. I'm not this weird in real life. I promise. I'm a normal dude. This is just. I'm, I'm not this weird. I'll be fuck you, Cell. I'm, I'm, I'm not this weird person like this. This is weirder, Cell, but not not real weird. You know, anyway, anyway, I'll be normal again tomorrow. I promise. I'm getting the wings. This dude. So this dude orders wings. So Ted's in the sound booth, right? So and Ted, like, I'm like, so what's on the menu? What do you think I should get? What do you guys suggest? I took all the bad suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he suggests I should have got. But anyway, he, he, he was like, dude, you got to get the wings. I'm like, but I've had wings before. He gets the wings. I'm coming up in the back, and I'm walking in, and I look through the little rectangle, and Ted's just like, <laughs> and like I'm like and I'm like yo this is pure joy because I'm like he didn't know I he didn't know I could see him yeah yeah, yeah. I was like why well, am I always creeping up on people eating this is weird like, <laughs> like but I was like Ted and, and then and then I caught I I, I pushed the door open that's about time he was like and I was like I'm just gonna shut this door let him have his moment like, <laughs> <laughs> that that the, the wings here that's all I gotta say I'm not sure I got that okay okay yeah. maybe I'll get the wings tomorrow yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, I'll do. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the stuff back there they yeah. they they hand make like the sauces yeah. and the chicken strips. They hand. I think we're back to hand breading them and the mozzarella sticks. And so they, you know, and the French fries are the fresh cut ones. So you know, they they do a lot of that prep stuff back there. And, and, and this is, is this Brian Bendig's menu? Because uh, when I left, he was transitioning to like. <gasps> No, no. So the menus are pretty much the some corporate guy came in and and, and standardized the menus across. Like the French fries are a Brian Bendix yeah. special, and there's uh, I think there was a dish that Brian had put on the corporate menu. Yeah, uh, but mo no, mostly it's the same across all the menus. I can't wait clubs. to see that dude. That dude used to when I got my DUI. There was <laughs> <laughs> as every comedian story goes. Yeah, yeah. There were there were. There were two people that held me down. Brian Bendig and Mike Montez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brian, no. Mike Montez. Mike Montez would bring me that tells my guy. Cause he he I lived out on Ames and 72nd, somewhere at like, like a Blondo in 72nd. Yeah, yeah. He would swoop me up on the weekends. Bendig would be like, just meet me down by Dodge and I think it was 72nd and Dodge. Yeah, where, yeah. Where, that, that mall area. And he would take me when he had that little mini and he was yep. trying. He would bring me up here every like 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 those dudes were so like the family of the funny bone is super solid because mm. you have people that are willing to invest outside of what the function looks like right. to make sure your life is dope. That's right. Yeah. And, like and we my, talk about it being a family all the bro. time I mean, on here. We mention it, you know, 
it's servers that have been on here, other yeah. staff been on here, you know, Colleen and comics, you know, but Colleen's like our mom and how we're all like her misfit kids. Yeah. And, you know, it is, you know, family. It's not, you know, just a job. And that's why people have been here for so long. That's why I've been here from coming up on 18 years. Wow. It yeah. was Kurt. Kurt was the third guy. Oh, Kurt. He was the, yeah, yeah, he was the yeah. young the kid. kid. He was yeah, the yeah. young, he was like the youngest kid on staff. He was like, Urs. <laughs> that was my guy. Yeah. Kurt, Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis literally helped that kid help me. He would take, so where I got my DUI was in Sarpy County, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and to get there, the bus stopped running like two miles from where you had to get. Oh, man. And it was one of those things where like, they were, if, if you called in and they called your number to go breathalyze, you yeah. had to be there. You were going to jail. <laughs> so there'd be times I'd be like, Curtis, bro, it's, it's 7.15. I've got to be there by 8. He's like, I'm coming. And this dude would wake up. Cause he was like, I, I understand you have, a, you have something more you want to do with your life. And even though you're an idiot for getting the DUI, we're going to hold you down. Right, like, like, yeah. like this place. Anyway, I can ramble on and on about all <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie. Cause, cause it's like all these memories are coming back. Like, you're like this, this is why this place is so special. Yeah. yeah. It's beyond the laughter. It's way beyond that. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad we, we, you know, Gabe, now you get to be a part of it. Oh yeah, man. You know, I'm, this is wonderful. <laughs> now so that, far, so far it's been just, I, I feel like I belong here. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Oh, yeah. I feel that for sure. Yeah, that's dope. Definitely. Yeah. And now that you've been in once, you know, now Colleen will get you into the rotation where, you know, we'll bring you back once again. I'm definitely looking forward to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I, you know, branch out to all the funny bones. Yeah. So, Des Moines, Columbus, you know, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. I'll be back. I know for sure I'll be back. So if you're listening to this and you missed him because, you know, you weren't paying attention to the website and you saw a, a guy that you knew definitely wasn't from Iowa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you check him out and go back and, and uh, uh, you know, follow yeah. him. Do you have a, a website? Or are you just on Instagram, Facebook? Instagram and Facebook. I'm working on getting the website up. It's okay. not up yet. It will be up. But Instagram is um, at... Dr. Gabe 2006. Okay. That's my Instagram. And then Facebook is just Gabe Beal, B-I-E-L. Okay. Gabe, G-A-B-E. So, yeah. so go check yeah. him out and because, yeah. you know, we, we highly recommend him. And uh, if you were fortunate enough to uh, catch him while, he, while he's here, then Appreciate uh, it. Thank you. you know. I'm more about Sean. How you doing, man? You all right? Mm-hmm. You good? <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was like, look, I'm good. <laughs> he's a mm-hmm. This isn't abnormal for Sean. (laughs) Sean's usually good for a comment every now and then. He'll he'll throw something out there, but uh, right right now, uh, those are the intelligent people. The intelligent people don't speak much. They don't talk a lot. They just sit back. Thank you. And and then they they just take everything. Right. That's why yeah. Davis and I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually Davis and I that are the ones that are. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be back, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. And uh, it's just like a homecoming for me. That's why I'm sorry I left a little bit early. That, no, that's all right. Yeah, there's a bit of a mix-up uh, when... I was doing a, a thing yeah. for my kid's school function, yeah. and uh, so I got here late, and then Davis's age flared up. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then so Sean was here, and and I, I walk in, and yeah. uh, I said, I was like, I put my bag down. I was like, I'm gonna go say hi to the guys, and right. and uh, Sean goes, okay, yeah, they're both on the patio. And he said, and I, I'm like, all right, cool. So I go out and I talk, talk to Ursel, because I hadn't seen him forever, and said hi to the other guys, and yeah. 
And then I looked in the green, and you weren't out there. And I looked in the green, you weren't there. And I oh, oh, look, peeked in the restroom, you weren't there. Yeah. I looked in the office, looked like, in the where, green room. Where the hell did you go? And the, and the <laughs> ticket booth, and I was like, oh, shit. I was hiding in the shade. You You're know? a funny <laughs> guy. <laughs> You're, You're hiding in the corner. <laughs> oh, fuck, I didn't I look there. I was there the whole time, dog. <laughs> you were staring at me, watching me look around. <laughs> You're a funny dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so like, it must have been like really... Right after I left, yeah, right? yeah, maybe like seven minutes, yeah. Because Sean said he asked you if you were gonna, you know, if you were ready to record, and you said yeah, yeah but yeah, then, yeah. then I, I then I left. But you know, I keep my words. That's why I came back. Yeah. And, well, I appreciate uh, that. At the other place, I wanted to promote because this was a, like a last minute thing. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to give to give people a heads up. You know? Right. So hopefully tomorrow will be more people. Was the people that you went there with? Was it people that you know, or was it people that were I at the show? I just met him here. So they invited me to come over there. They know people that I know. Gotcha. So now the world's going to get out even more, especially tomorrow we're going to have the, we have this podcast and everything. Yeah. So they're going to promote ev- the show tomorrow. So hopefully it's going to be more people. That's awesome. Because a lot of do, nobody knows me. I'm not famous, so nobody knows me. <laughs> <laughs> not, yet, not famous. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet, yet. Yeah, bro. I mean, you haven't been doing comedy yeah. that long. Put <laughs> that, that yet in there. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have enough time to promote the show. So that's a good question. Are, will you? You know, you're doing comedy now. Do you think you'll ever get to that point where you quit the pharmacy job and just do that just is comedy? the goal. That is the ultimate okay. goal. So I submitted my video to Netflix. So I'm waiting to oh. hear back for Netflix. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to record um, a, a special coming up, a clean comedy mm-hmm. that's coming up maybe in a couple of months. And we're going to submit that into dry bar comedy, yeah. right? Awesome. So all of this, I'm just waiting to see what hits, you know. Then I have shows coming up in L.A., and right. it's all about, you know, who sees you, they like you, they take you along with them. So we'll see. Ultimately, I like being a pharmacist. I like my job. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but comedy doesn't pay enough I was yet. just going to say, <laughs> I think the pharmacy job pays a lot more than the comedy right. job. <laughs> and the, the, the good thing about it is I can do both. Yeah. Right. You know, I can do both. And do comedy during the weekend or, you know, short weekend. Well, yeah, you and used to I work on two hours of sleep. So I think you can right, do yeah. I can sell do drugs <laughs> and tell jokes at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Legal drugs. Legal drugs. <laughs> yeah, but so ultimately, whatever comes up, you know, I'm waiting. If I can get a Netflix special, that would be nice. That would be awesome. And then um, my goal is to do commercials. Oh, okay. I love doing commercials. I, can, I don't have to do movies, yeah. but I want to do commercials. So what about so like TV series, like TV shows? Yeah, that will work okay. too. I'm working with an agency now based in Chicago. So I'm actually supposed to fly to Chicago and meet with my agent and go from there. Chicago is a different ballgame. Mm. So I've heard that. The comedy scene there is different. Mm. You know, I did, I, I did one show in Chicago at the Laugh Factory. It was a Sunday. It was not a very good show. Mm-hmm. But I was exposed to the comedy scene there. Yeah. It's not like Phoenix, you know. So... If for me, in Phoenix, I'm connected with the whole comedy scene. Right. Even though you may have, you know, there's clicks here and there, but I don't have anybody that is against me. You know, I'm, I'm friends with everybody in Phoenix. So that's why I do a lot of shows. Somebody will, like, invite me to their shows. But in Chicago, different neighborhoods, they're different kind of comedy, gotcha. you know. So you do urban comedy, you go to, like, downtown Phoenix, you know, downtown Chicago, or suburbs, it's com- completely different. Mm. So it's hard to get in. So once yeah. you get into the, you break into that comedy scene, and then you know you just go from there. Yeah. Second city is there. Was it uh, Zach right. Peterson last week that we that we the episode we just put out 
yesterday that was talking about Chicago, Sean? Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't remember. No. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> wait, wait. We we just talked to somebody recently that that had. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Zach Peterson one, and he okay. uh, had done spent. I think it was because he had lived up in Chicago for a while. Right. Yes, because uh, we also had Tyler Walsh, and Tyler had gone there for a few months. Uh, but uh, Zach was saying something like, "It took a full year in Chicago before he finally felt comfortable." Like he said, it was. Harsh, yeah, yeah, in the the comedy scene there. That's but then after the year, then it started to get easier. Yeah, and that's what I heard. And I've only been there a weekend, <laughs> but I heard it's it's not easy to crack into that comedy scene. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to say? You're going to say. I was just ask you, like, like, do you have any experience with Second City at all? Or had there no, I've been like there and just yeah. never never really performed there. Yeah, yeah. I like to yeah. go. It's funny you say that because like that's the one scene that I just. I never heard that like like description, but I just never heard anything about Chicago. Like it's almost like, out of all the comedy scenes that you can go show up in, no one ever mentions Chicago. That makes sense yeah. why they don't now. That makes yeah. sense because that's, that's one area I'm like, yeah, why don't people talk about going to Chicago? That's right. Yeah, we're people moving to Austin, to Minnesota, to the Midwest, to LA, to New York, but no one's ever like, I'm going to move to Chicago to pursue that's comedy. That's right. Yeah, they come out of Chicago. Yes, but no one. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Makes sense. Because yeah. yeah. you get in there and you try, and yeah. then you're like, uh, "I'm coming out of <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Yeah. I gotta go." <laughs> no, that, 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 that's like that's what like what you, you look at it like the, like the music scene, the sports scene, right? Yeah, like everyone, no one's like praying to go to the shy. No, like but but so much has come out of it though. That's right. right. Yeah. It's, so it's like it's, it's like it's like this incubator for talent, but you can't get into it. You yeah. got to somehow be Just born in. Leave it. out there. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you look at all these icons, they came out of Chicago. Yeah. You yeah. know. There's a lot of good comics. Yeah, there are. Yeah, a lot of good comics. A lot of good talent. I Com- feel like New York City comedy scene is more friendly mm. than Chicago. So, than Chicago. Really? Yeah. I think I've heard that. Yeah. So cause I've been to Chicago to um, New York many times. So I have connection in New York right now. That's how I met Jerry Seinfeld. You, know, you meant Seinfeld? We've been recording all this time. Yeah, like, oh yeah, by the way, I got a Jerry yeah. Seinfeld oh, yeah. in my pocket. Like, uh, <laughs> I know Seinfeld. This guy's no a magician. Yeah. I know, right? Will you please tell us the story? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. So at Gotham Comedy, you know, you know Gotham is you know one of the top comedy clubs in New York City. Oh yeah, they have this thing uh, called um, New Talent Search, mm-hmm. right? So they book new comedians from all over the all over the country. Before I went to Gotham, I did a couple of shows at the Stand Up New York. So, yeah, this guy named Bob DeBure, he's a uh, regular at Comedy, Comedy Central. So somebody sent me his email, and I emailed him, and he was like, oh, I can put you on a show as a stand-up in New York. So I went to New York City, I did a couple of shows there, but I come back again. So then I met somebody else who knows somebody at, the, at Gotham. Yeah. So I emailed them, and they're like, yeah, we, uh, we, you know, we have a new talent search, so we can put you on a show. And Jim Gaffigan, Jerry Seinfeld, wow. they're they're regular there. They yeah. stop by any time, right? And it's always sells out. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, putting me on the show. So I went to Gotham, did a show at Gotham, and Jerry was there that day. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did he say? What did he we about? were sitting in the back in the green room, and he was just a nice guy. Yeah. Jerry's a good dude. He was just giving us all this advice about wow. how to become a comedian, and don't burn bridges. Yeah. You know. Ah. Same time about writing jokes. If you wrote a joke when you were a brand new comedian, don't throw it away. Yeah. Go back to that joke again when you know how to deliver jokes, when you know you're a stage present. Now you know how to tell jokes. Now you go back to your whole jokes, rewrite them, and then tell them again. 
Yeah. Ah. That's that's what I've been doing the last couple of months, just going back to my old jokes that I stopped telling. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> rewriting them and you're telling them, and they're, they're now they're funny because now I know how to tell a joke. Right. So Jerry Jerry went before I went on stage. Oh really? Yeah, I so had to follow what? Jerry. So Jerry, <laughs> so Jerry opened for you. <laughs> that's right. They, what, what do you do? They there just, it is. Yep, Jerry that's right, yeah. yeah, that's your that's your credit. Jerry Seinfeld opened for me. They they show up, you know. They they let them go on stage because it was an immature show, right? Right. Jim Gaffigan and Jerry, they're regular. They just randomly show up and then they do it set and then they leave. So they had to put them in right before I get on, and it was a sellout show. Two two hundred and fifty people. Nice, perfect. I have uh, I have a video of it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, that that's show. awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's again, crazy. it's just being the right place at the right time, and I feel comfortable in New York City than in Chicago. So again, LA. I'm f- you know I'm close to LA. I go to LA a lot all the time. Right. Either for comedy or just for fun. So, but I feel New York City was more welcoming. So you won't rule out a move to New York City if it turned to be that way where, you know, you're getting more out there, you're knowing more people out there, you wouldn't be opposed. Would you be opposed to moving to New York City to try and get into that comedy scene? The thing is, I have a kid. I have a 12-year-old boy, and oh, he okay. lives in California, so it's closer for me to go see him. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if I moved to New York, it would be too far away from him. Right, right. So that would be the only thing that would keep me back. No, Otherwise, that, that makes New sense. New York is cool. I, I wouldn't mind living in New York. But I don't think I'll leave there for too long. <laughs> well, yeah, it gets cold up there. They have snow <laughs> and cold. <laughs> right. I, like, I like visiting New York City, but it's good to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I would go do my commercials and then I'd get out. There go you back. go. Yeah. Go film yeah. some commercials, film a yeah. couple episodes of Law and Order SVU, That's and right. then get out. Yeah. You know, a cool place, to, <laughs> a, a good place that I really like to live, Austin, Texas. Yeah, Austin's good. Austin, Texas is very unique yeah. compared to the rest of Texas. Really? I was just in Austin a couple of weeks ago. I went golfing there. Really? Yeah. yeah. I play golf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <that's not> <laughs> <laughs> he, he said it like y'all were doubting what he said. He's like, I play golf. Like, yeah, I know, right? Don't you think I, I play this game, right? <laughs> and just the, the slow pace, um, even though there's a lot of people moving to Austin. Yeah. But it's still, you feel the big city at the same time small. Well, there's a lot of people that's moving from L.A. and stuff down to Texas. And I think Austin is where they're landing, isn't it? A lot of tax companies are moving to uh, Austin. I think they don't have state tax or some some sort. Yeah, it's super. It's, yeah, I don't think it is any. Yeah. There's no state tax there. So a lot of tax yeah. companies from the Bay Area are moving to Austin or Reno, Nevada. One gotcha. of those two places. So every month there's about 10,000 people moving to Austin. <laughs> yeah. So the construction right now is just congested. The traffic is getting bad. Oh, I'm sure. It is. Yeah. I bet it is. And but it's a good town. I love Austin. And I've never been south to te- down there. Yeah. You gotta go. Just check it out. They have good food. <laughs> 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 I do like to eat. That's for sure. <laughs> Indeed. My, my brother from high school, my American brother, his name is Ryan. He lives there. So I was visiting him at the same time playing golf. Nice. So when you were here last... Uh, it, it, yes, I uh, I don't know if it was here, if it was, if it was on the if it was before or after we started recording, but we were talking about I I, wa- I did work here that Saturday night when you're here with Josh. Okay, and uh, because I remember because I went to go talk to you at some point, or we were talking after the show, and uh, you got a call. You're like, oh, hold on, I gotta go take this. This is my family back in Africa calling me. Right. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> really? And you're like, yeah. I was like, all right. So what? So 
obviously you talk about family here. So, but what family do you still have back in Africa? So my entire family is still there except my older brother. Okay. So my older brother is the one that brought me to U.S. So he came in 93 and then he brought me here in 1995. Okay. He lives in Seattle, Washington right now. So the rest of my entire family is back in Africa. It's in Ethiopia. And I have a cousin. I have a bunch of cousins that live here. I have two cousins in Canada. I have a cousin that lives in uh, Des Moines, but he goes to Alaska. Then I have a cousin that lives in Minnesota. And I have another cousin that lives in Denver. Man, they're all over. Yeah, <laughs> we just like everywhere. You got all kinds of places to go vacation <laughs> and visit <Right>. family. <laughs> so when, when I get a gig, I just pick a place where I know I have family there. Yeah. I just go see my family and then do a show. <laughs> good plan. Yeah, that's a good, right. plan. that's a good plan. Yeah, and then I have my American family that I met when I was in high school. Gotcha. So they're from Iowa. So that's my family. So when I say I'm going to see my family in Iowa, those are my family that I'm going to go see. Mm-hmm. So everything I talk about up here is real life stories. Right. You know, living in Iowa, uh, ev- all the stuff that you heard about. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> the real tourist story. <laughs> I have yeah. a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, and when I saw you, I only got to see the, the feature set, the 25 minutes set. Yes. So yeah. I was like, oh, man, I, I'm sure this, there's even more in the 45-minute <laughs> headliner yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 25 is a good set, but you have to condense the joke a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, and people, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're one of those split headliners where you can feature and then you can obviously headline. And there are people that are like, uh, say, oh, you know, not with you and Josh, but when we have feature headliners that that work together, mm-hmm. they they're like, oh, I like like the middle guy better than the last guy. I was like, well, yeah, because the the, the feature act, he's also a headliner. That's so right. he can take he take his forty five minutes and take down just his best twenty five and throw that at you. That's so right. that's why you liked him better. Yes, because it wasn't spread over that whole time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yours, I'm sure, you're spread over forty five. Like you said, you condensed the jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure stretching that out just it only adds to it. It makes adds it more. you know it's not like you know you're slowing it down by stretching it out. You're improving it, enhancing it because there's details that we didn't get to hear in the twenty five minutes. That's set. right. Yeah. And you connect with audience. Right. That makes it even easier because you connect with audience. They're following your life stories. You're telling them everything about you as a person, and, and you just take them along with you. Yep. You know? So you were mentioning about grabbing attention right away. So what, I, what, I, what you do is what I learned as a comedian is you, you tell your best. You open your act with the best jokes, the second best. Right, grab everybody's attention, get people's attention. When you get them, you get them. That's it. Just right. carry them along, tell them what they want to hear, and you feed them with laugh. Ultimately, all you want is just make people laugh, have a good time. So you can grab their attention right away within the first five minutes, and then you can carry them along with you. And they'll go with you the whole ride. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't talk too much. <laughs> 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 you talk, but make sure there's something funny in there. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know? If you talk for a long time and they're not laughing, you lose them quickly. Right. And you have to bring them back. Now that's a lot, a lot of work. Well, and I don't know if you do this on purpose, but it, it seemed like you have some pauses, like, and just your pause when you pause between stuff or bef- between what you're, the next thing 
it, it, it's it's the one of those funny pauses where you know like you pause and then you laugh because you pause or you're you're anticipating <laughs> what you're going to say next because you think you're going to go this way and sometimes you go left like right. I'm thinking and sometimes you go right and, that's right you know and so you you never know with those pauses yes. and so when you when you have those pauses yeah. it's you know I, I, is those are those intentionally built in some of them yes maybe some of them not so much I took some uh, comedy classes. Um, one of the classes that I took was a guy named T.A. Borrow, and he's based in uh, Phoenix. But he does music, and he also does comedy. Okay. And he was talking about one thing I got away from. It was just one class. One one time, he, someone invited him to come to the open mic, and he was like mm. telling us uh, these young comedians. And he talked about the pause. You know, okay, you're going to pause now. But what is it that mean for the next step? So you want to make sure you're pausing at the same time you keep people's attention so right. then you move to the next step. So you're not pausing to make sure you lose them, but they were anticipating something. Mm-hmm. So that pause is a transition from the last joke to the next one. But you do it in a smart way to keep people's attention to keep going. Gotcha. And that's one thing I got away from you. I'm like, this is really brilliant. This yeah. is nice. Yeah, and you do it, you do it so well. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, because again, you're not sure where you're going, you know, and, <laughs> and, and it's and, it, and it's not that bang, bang, bang. Because right. some of the comics come in and and they try and keep the crowd with the constant rolling laughter, yeah. and Omaha is not like that. Omaha is, and a lot of comics will come in and they'll say that because Omaha's like ha ha, and then they stop because they don't want to miss what you're gonna say next. Right. Yes. So they they laugh and then they come down because some of the comics are like, oh, you guys get quiet quickly. Like, well, yeah, they want to hear what you have oh, to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but your pauses play well into, you know, yes. that Midwest yeah. pause. And, you know, you, you keep their attention and keep it Small fun. techniques. Tiny little that's techniques. You know? So I'm taking class right now. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, Vinny, that's like, you're right. Like, there's a certain pace that we've got to also allow our audience to come back with us. Yeah. And there have been times I'm like, I've, like, like you rush because you're excited. You want to get to that next laugh, but it's like they're still experiencing that punch. Yeah. Yep. Let them come back to. Oh, right. that's that's good stuff, dude. Yeah. 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 When's your class gonna be good? Just Bro. because <laughs> they stop, just because they stop laughing, doesn't mean they're not with you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're still laughing. There's some people that laugh inside without being loud. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they're smiling. You can see their faces. That's so good. But you yeah. still can take them along to the next pass. Yep. To the next step. You don't have to like keep punching and punching the whole time. Just give them a little space, let them think about it. Sometimes it's not everybody gets a joke right away. No, you know, <laughs> especially <laughs> if they're drunk or they're high or, <laughs> right. or both or yeah. Right. Most people may get it right away. When there's yeah. fewer people back there, they're like, "Oh, sh- sh- this is funny." Then they start laughing before you get to the next step <laughs> while everybody's pausing. Right, right, right. And they're like, "See, that guy is getting it now." <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Yeah. And then yeah. that gives you a little bit of time to think yeah. about what it is yeah. you want to go next. Yeah. You want to go back to something you talked about before or you want to start something new? Yeah. So the topic may be different. So 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 do you have like a file cabinet of like su- like like are your jokes sp- spread out over subject? So like you know like okay, if I'm talking about pizza. Right. I know I have I have 35 different pizza jokes. So if I need to jump back in the box, right? Okay, I got you, got yeah. you. That makes, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. You do that, and then you, you know, you can either go back to the uh, same topic you talk about in the beginning, yeah, and you connect it with something else, mm-hmm. and then the transitional period is what is the first one connect to the new one? Hmm. 
you know. Now this new one, you begin something they already know, they're familiar because you already talk about that. But now you're gonna take them to another road. <laughs> you know, you were talking about you're gonna go left or right. Yeah, now yeah. you you reconnect to something before, but now you're gonna take them to a different path. What what is your like what's that pivotal moment or, or what what are you sensing for in the audience that gives you that moment? Like like what are you looking for to go there? Because cause it depends on the end of the last joke. Okay. So if the last joke ends really well, yeah, and you say, Okay, they like this topic. Yeah. So let's take them to another topic that's related to this, yeah. but completely different pipeline. Okay, okay. You know? They you already got them. They already know what you talked about. Yeah. But now they like this topic. Let's go talk about something that's related to that, but completely different telling. Yeah. So you keep them, <laughs> keep them in the loop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the way you're, the way you're I'm talking about that, you're thinking and you're going through this. It's very. Notes. <laughs> 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 you can go back and watch this later. I will. Right. So the way that you're talking about this, you're analyzing, you're thinking that all while you're doing that, and do you think that? Going, spending all the time going to pharmacy and studying and doing all that stuff. Do you think having to be the analytical? T- I mean, because pharmacy school. I mean, you know, you've got uh, what was it, six years, eight years that you that, had to go? Yeah, I it's mean, minimum of six years. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of school and a lot of stuff like that. Do you think doing that stuff has kind of trained your brain to react to the situation? I think and, and uh, you're right. Like I actually I was just going to mention that you're a smart man. You you picked that up real quick. <laughs> 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 I think it's a lot to do with my training, my background training. And like you said, pharmacy is all about solving problems. You right. analyze everything. You know, you see a prescription, everything is on that prescription means something. Right. You oh have to yeah. like analyze everything. If there's something doesn't add up, you have to like, okay, something's not right. So we have to call the doctor and say, What do you mean by this? You know, why do you put this comma over here? Or what do you put what does this mean over here? It doesn't go along with the rest of the prescription. Or <laughs> 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 well, sometimes they mess it all up completely. You have yeah, to yeah. call them like that's not how you do it. <laughs> 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 so every single day I'm sitting in my com- you know, in my office working is analyzing solving problems. Yeah, yeah. So I think it has a lot to do with that. So I look at the audience, I can analyze them. I can look and see, okay, this is what they may like, this one they may not like. You know, I did a show in Prescott, Arizona a couple of weeks ago, and I was the headliner there. And I looked inside the room, it's all like mostly, it's all, this didn't have a black person there. There's no single, I was the only black person. <laughs> you were the black person <laughs> in the room? <laughs> it was a sold out show, like 200 people. But the majority was all old white people. Oh, wow. Right? And I looked at them, like, okay, okay. Um, white people in my audience, I can make white people laugh <laughs> easy, right? <laughs> But this is, you know, it was a holy show, seven o'clock show, mostly old people. Right. You know, they're not all old, but like middle age up to 60. They were drinking wine. They're having dinner. And I looked at them. Okay. I know what they may like. I don't know what they may not like. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely they don't like Obama. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a safe bet. That'd be a safe bet. <laughs> now I'm going to say, I don't like Obama too. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you sit back and look at this first comedians, they would go on there and you see if they're laughing, they're not laughing. You analyze the audience, you connect with them because that's what all comedy is all about. You connect with the people. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, again, going back, going back to what you mentioned, it's all about analyzing, seeing the environment, connect with them, tell them what they expect you to tell them. But then you take them on a ride. Mm. And then, like I said, people love to listen to your life stories. You know, I think because I'm African, I can get away with some things, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, being African American, you may get in trouble saying something that I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and also also your your voice, your accent. Right. You know, just not even necessarily what you say, but just how it comes, how out. It comes and, out. And you know, hearing it with the the tone and the inflection and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You know, you can get away with some of that stuff that's, as well. That's right. Yeah. Just by doing nothing other than the way that you speak. Yeah. <laughs> and Just some, by showing up on the stage, I'm from Iowa. That's already funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Where way you that from? you say it with, with your accent and, you know, people right. are like, clearly yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first awful. time, actually, that I'm from Iowa joke was not supposed to be a joke. I just made that up one night and then there's a guy on a wheelchair sitting on the corner and it was like, that's bullshit. You're not from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and because you said that, everybody started laughing. Like, I'm going to keep that. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yep. It stays in the act. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you're in a wheelchair does not mean you can heckle them. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, God, no. <laughs> right. Gabe was being nice. <laughs> <laughs> you might get rolled out of the club if you scream and, you're, and your legs are tired. They, right. So they don't, don't need, we don't need your uh, help. <laughs> they got this. In the day and age where comedians are getting tackled and, and, and stabbed at. Yeah, the audience needs to know their know their boundaries. Yes, yeah, we've we've talked about that on here many times, and uh, yeah, don't come towards the stage for any reason. Right. There's yeah. this there's this video, I, and I wish I had like the full comedy view of it. There's this dude on a guitar. I'm I know you guys have seen it. This dude, on, or maybe like this dude on the guitar, and he's the video starts with him at the end of his insult. So he's like insulting a heckler, but the crowd doesn't hear the heckler. So they're like, why are you making fun of her? What did she do? Uh-huh. So he's like, well, she was talking trash to me. So then the guy, apparently somebody gets up and rushes the stage. So all you see is him, come on, motherfucker. And he has his guitar <laughs> and he hits the guy with the guitar. I've seen that. And the, crowd, saw that video. the crowd turns on him. They're like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And, he, <laughs> and so then he, he walks off stage. It's like, I think <laughs> I've been heckled many, many times. And I'll be honest, like every time I got heckled, I was like, "Yep, I was, I was, I was sucking. I deserved." <laughs> they helped. They helped. The, they helped the movement. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think we're in a day and age now where people people get so offended that the heckle isn't good spirited. Yeah, and it's almost like, like when I saw Dave get tackled, I was like, "Word, <laughs> what? Ha- what? Like, what is happening now? Like, wh- like, like, what? Are we at a place where 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 my where?" Where my story that I'm sharing in my narrative right. now, if you don't agree with everything or if it doesn't compliment you, we're now enemies. Yeah. yeah. It's like that that stuff is I I, I don't know. It's 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 a it's 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 it's, 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 a, it's a wild thing to experience and see. Hey, how you feeling? <laughs> you talking to yeah, me? I'm talking to you. How you feeling? Bitch. How you, how you feeling? I'm good. Yeah. On a scale of one to two. <laughs> one being good and two not being good. One. There you go, my guy. See, you pass the test. You pass the test. Uh, yeah. You're funny. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, I, you know, very I learned a lot, and I hope you know all the listeners, uh, you know got something out of these stories and, you know, learned a little bit something. I know Ursel's going to go back and uh, take notes. That's for sure. you damn right. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> My brother. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> professor, uh, <laughs> advisor, <laughs> mentor. Teacher. My gosh. No, he, no, they just, everything you said, I'm like, ah, there's a technical strategy. Yeah. yeah. To understanding your audience that you're mastering, bro. That's right. amazing, dog. That's yeah. amazing. 
Gabe, thank you so much. Thank you for coming back. Thank I, you so you much. Know, sorry, we, sorry, we missed each other in the in the path, but uh, I do really do appreciate you coming back. This is uh been a lot of fun. And, appreciate uh, it, man. Yeah, you put a lot of work in there, and I I promised that I was going to come do this. So, you know, it means a lot to me. Yeah. So yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Good to see you guys again. Good to see you again. Uh, <laughs> like you said, uh, check out his Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook, Gabe Beal on Facebook. And what was the Instagram again? It's uh, at, at Doctor Gabe. Two zero zero six, Doctor <laughs> Gabe two zero six. Doctor Gabe and uh, Ursel, you got any uh, socials you wanna plug? At Black Love eight five nine four three two one eight two four seven. I'm not the only one. I came there late to the party. I was Clearly. like, man, are you serious? Am I not the only? No. Uh, Ursel Ivanhoe, uh, E R C E L L I V A N H O E. That's my social media. Um, you type in Ursel, I'm probably the First one that'll show up on Instagram. <laughs> so, because there's 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 a lot of us, but we're few. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, find me. I'd love to. I'd love to connect. Love make to sure connect. you check us out, Door Guys Pod uh, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and uh, email doorguyspod at yahoo.com. We used to have a couple of uh, regular emailers, and then they've kind of dropped off. I don't know if we've pissed them off. If they stop listening, if they uh, if they got tired of waiting for Davis to send him the T-shirts that he said he was going to send them, and uh, he hasn't got them in yet, uh, I don't know what the deal with those are. Uh, so maybe uh, after his AIDS flares down, then maybe he can get some T-shirts ordered. Damn AIDS flare up every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate right, it. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, make sure you guys uh, like and subscribe us. Follow Following would be appreciated. Likes and subscribes on the videos and everything, uh, we uh, would appreciate those as well. Uh, thanks again, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Later. She's really bad. <laughs> you listen to the doggies! The motherfucking doggies! Talking about the big slap! Banana! 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 That's great. That's great. Uh.